Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the hosts of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Berizuki. Welcome to Grace Roots. Uh, we're uh, growing in grace. Mike Kapler and uh, Joel Berizuki. I'm Joel. That other guy over there, who you can't really see, that's Mike. And uh, we're going to be talking about God's grace, and uh, if we sound rushed uh, this time for any reason, blame it all on that other guy over there, Mike. He's He's got a very important meeting to get to. It's it's a meeting between, I don't know, this these people from Chicago and this other group of people from Milwaukee, some baseball game or something like that. you got to get to, right, Mike? Yeah, I have a confession to make. <laughs> I want to get this. I want to get this program recorded so I can go watch the Cubs. Well, okay, I said it. I admit it. Uh, you know, it's it's a vice that I have in, in this Tell world system. Uh, the the devil has tempted me, and and lured me into this trap that we call being a Cubs fan. Talk about vices. <laughs> I'm telling you. Yeah. Now, is is, is a vice a good thing or a bad thing? Because I've always thought, gee, it's a vice. Why would you want to be nominated as like a vice president, for example? Yeah, the that vice president. Yeah, that's right. You know, but uh, I, I'll just I'll be praying for you. Okay. In fact, ever since I ever found out that you were a Cubs fan, I I've been praying for you three hours a day. Well, if so the Cubs ever pull it out, enough. Joel, we know that uh, the end is near. <laughs> Yeah, that's one of the signs, right? Well, what else is left, you know? <laughs> I mean, what else could God possibly do on the earth? <laughs> when the Cubs win, that's all is said and done. Then it's really finished, right? <laughs> yeah. And here's another thing before we get into the scripture. I went to uh, one of the sub-sandwich places, right? Mm. And, you know, when you order your sub, you can pretty much get on there what you want. Well, <clears throat> I noticed uh, a sign there that said, the works. Now, why wouldn't it be the grace? If I want everything, the more, I, I mean, grace gives more than works, right? Well, they're under the law. See, even the sub-sandwich places are caught up in, in legalism. That's right. And pray for the sub-joints now, too. <laughs> <laughs> in any restaurant that promotes the works. Yes. I'd like that with the works. Oh, let me tell you about Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> we've had we've had enough fun. Uh, let's quit having fun and let's uh, look at the scripture now. Let's get into the word and stop having fun already. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't supposed to be fun. We're talking about some reverent, not irreverent stuff, whatever that means. Well, all right. <laughs> How do we get out of that? Um, Speaking of you know legalism and works and grace and and all of that stuff, uh, we've been talking about you know just a brief recap. We talked about how uh, Jesus was asked, "What works must we do that we may do the works of God?" And Jesus said, "Here's the work of God: believe." And uh, we're, we're kind of transitioning to that into some other stuff from Romans, Romans four. So uh, I'll turn it over to you, Mike, about Abraham. Well, yeah, and and just to follow up on what you said there, when Jesus said, you know, if you want to work the work of the works of God, believe in in Him who uh, who 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 He sent, uh, believe in Me, uh, believe believe on Him. Uh, but the word, the key word there is believe. And I've talked to people before, and I'm sure you have too, 
when when you're trying to to share the the gospel with somebody and and help them come to an understanding of of God's saving grace um usually i've quite often anyway i've run into the the response is something like this that is just too easy i mean that's too easy um in fact it's so easy uh, some people never believe it because they just think there has got to be more to it than simply believing well, when we looked in Romans chapter 4, um, Paul uh, brings up uh, a fellow that uh, is sort of a father of the faith when we go back to, to Genesis, <clears throat> Abraham. Um, in Romans 4.3, the Bible says, For what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Accounted to him. Imputed. Uh, credited, it says in my margin, Joel. Uh, reckoned, counted, uh, righteousness was given to him. Now, to him who works the wages, to, now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. And I, I love this part here, Joel, where uh, Paul goes back to something David said. Uh, David, again, not necessarily having the revelation of the gospel like what we have today. But uh, David describes the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Um, and he quotes David. David said this, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are, are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. That's pretty good stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, Mike, there's um, there's all kinds of Bible versions out there, but uh, you you were talking about the uh, the notes in your margin. Uh just once, I'd like to, someone to do a margin version of the Bible. We just need <laughs> we just need a whole new version of the Bible that's just margin notes. Yeah, and then we could put the real scripture where the margin <laughs> that's usually right, is. That's right. Uh, by the way, you know, here's you know, the real scripture. But anyway, <laughs> David. Yeah, I think David had a had a, like you say, somewhat of a revelation of grace and mercy, but not <clears throat> the same revelation that we have under the new covenant. You know, there are. Certain things that David said, like what he says here, where we see that, wow, David did have, even under the Old Covenant, he had somewhat of an understanding of God's grace and mercy. Other times, you know, you hear David saying things like, I will meditate on your law day and night. You know, this is what's going to keep me from sinning. You know, obviously in that circumstance, David didn't have the revelation that we have, you know, that the law actually incites sin, you know, that, that we that we find out uh that Paul revealed in the New Covenant. But right here, indeed, David is talking about the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness. He, he, he puts righteousness on our account apart from works. So what is it that we must do to do the works of God? Well, exactly what Jesus said. Believe. And that faith, that belief, it's counted for righteousness. And, and that is very hard for the, the legalist mind, uh, the religious mind, to really wrap itself around because we're thinking, all right, what must, we do, what must we do to do the works of God? Let's start listing off all the things we need to do, reading the Bible. We need to start serving. We need to do all these things, uh, list after list. I mean, thing after thing after thing on our list that we're supposed to do to do the works of God. But here it is, plain and simple, to him who works... You know, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. So in other words, if you're going to work your way, your own works, to work your way to God or to do the works of God, what you're saying is that God is indebted to you. 
Whereas if you're going to receive righteousness and justification simply by faith, that's God's grace. That's what grace is all about, that it's something that's given to us by faith, not as God's debt that he owes us. Well, there are a lot of things I've probably inherited, uh, both good and bad, from uh, my parents or maybe even their parents and, and those before them, Joel. Um, really, this is this is kind of an inheritance that, that we receive when we come to Christ. Um, that's why Jesus referred to it as, as being born again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's this, this identity that we establish in Christ that's given to us through birth um, because of something that's been handed down uh, from our parents or, in this case, from our Heavenly Father. Um, and it's so important to understand that, that... Uh, I, I am who I am because of something I've inherited from my father. It's it's a a, a holy trait that 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 he has that has been passed on to me. I didn't go out and do anything to receive it. It was just a part of of who I am because uh, because of he in me and I in him. Um, we've referred to this before, Joel, when it comes to our identity, and we're talking specifically about uh, us our identity in righteousness right now. Um, you know, when, when you when you go up to somebody that you know, maybe it's somebody you know or you don't know, but you might ask them, so so what is it, you know, what is it you're doing these days? And they might say, well, I'm a plumber. And that's not really what you ask them. You ask them, so what are you doing? Uh, that could apply to a lot of different things. But people, we, we often get identity crossed up with what we do, mm-hmm. uh, even uh, apart from spiritual things even, because, you know, I could go up and say, well, what, what have you been doing? Well, I'm a plumber. Well, see, they, they've just they identified themselves based on what they do, and we do the same thing. We carry that right out and over in, into our spiritual lives as well. Yeah, we do. I mean, uh, because our identity, as you're saying, is determined by birth. You know, it, we get our identity not from what we do because we can be born and have an identity. And in that identity, we can do all kinds of different things. I mean, there's all kinds of things. You know, Mike, you and I, we have the same identity. That is, we're a child of God by the grace of God. But what you do in your life, in your job and in your family and what I do in, in, in my life, uh, there we do different things. Every person does different things. So if our identity is based upon what we do, then we've all got uh, this identity that we've that that is based upon what we do, and that just can't be because our identity is by birth. Like you say, we've been born again. So that identity is what God has done for us. It's it's something that Christ purchased for us. You know, he 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 died on the cross for us and and said it is finished. And he died, and, and the Bible says we were crucified with him, and we were also raised again with him into new life. We've been made alive with Christ, and that's our new identity. It's this new life that we have in Christ, and it's not because of anything we've done. You know, it's not by it's not by our works. Otherwise, if it was by our works, God would be owing us a debt. It, how, can, how can we say that? How can we say that God owes us something for what we do? You know how silly that sounds, that we're working 
and because of our works, God owes us something. No, it's 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 not by our works. It's totally and completely by His grace. And and we, you know, I just reminded of something else a few chapters later in Romans. Paul, he's he, he, it's kind of a tongue twist to say this, but in in Romans eleven six, Paul says, and if by grace, then it is no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it is no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. And if you can sort through that, essentially, it's 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 either got to be grace or it's got to be by works. It can't be both. If it's by grace, it's of course, it's not of works. But if it's of works, then it can't be by grace. So, hey, let's lump it all. Let's just put it all together the way it should be. It's by grace that we have been saved, forgiven, and that we have eternal life and this new identity in Jesus Christ. About a minute left, Mike. Uh, any uh, ending thoughts on all this? Well, if you think that was confusing, what Paul wrote, imagine if the federal government in this country got a hold of that and tried to put it in writing. <laughs> uh, that's why we have separation of church and state in this country, because if you think people have trouble reading the big Bible now, imagine if the federal government had done something uh, trying to trying to describe what Paul had just said. It would have taken thousands and thousands of more pages to do that. Lots of notes in the margins, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, lots and lots, and, and in small print, too. Uh, well, hey, I, I guess we'll wrap things up for this time, Joel. Maybe we can pick up on this next time. Oh, I'd love to. This is a great thing, you know, talking about the, the difference between works and grace and, and how uh, God has justified us simply by faith and by nothing that we've done. I'm Joel Brzezinski, Mike Kapler there with me, and uh, we'll be back again with you next time for more talk about growing in grace. Feel free to log on to graceroots.org and find out more about us there. Otherwise, we'll be back again with you next time. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 